Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the last of the Super Rugby Podcast World Cup final podcast <laughs> absolute mouthful <laughs> but we've got we've got to sell ourselves for a start with your hosts toby harris and damien warren <laughs> i'm good eh? honestly <laughs> you keep I'm us good. on the straight and narrow you stay with me i'll keep you safe damo we've got to sell ourselves though don't don't we tobes we do we now do. The, the important thing is if you've been listening to us on the rugby world cup podcast you need to make your way over to the Super Rugby Podcast. Oh, yeah. And subscribe to that one. If you've been listening to our podcast over the last few weeks or for weeks and weeks and you haven't pressed that subscribe button, please do because anything we create will come straight to your front door. Well, maybe not the front door, but it'll, it'll slide in, slide into those DMs, as the, the youth would say. Is it sad that it's come to the end of the World Cup? No. I think it was sad that when New Zealand lost. <laughs> yes, I agree. And uh, for those that didn't know, we weren't here last week. And it wasn't because Toby had moved to a new country, but he was in another country on a hockey tour. So we couldn't bring you the show. But uh, this week, we've got some fantastic things to talk about. Obviously, the final of arguably all finals of your underdog supporter. We are going to talk over the third and fourth place playoff which was actually a pretty good game. Yeah. And we are going to go over listeners' questions. We've got a number of those. And we're going to go over the news. And there's some massive news. Oh, there's some including huge Saracens. News. Yeah. Should we talk about the Saracens now? Well, should we plug ourselves first? Plug ourselves first. Okay. So how do they get hold of us, Tobes? Uh They can get hold of us on uh, the Gmail. So the Super Rugby Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter is at Super Rugby Pod. And the Facebook is I'm pretty sure the Super Rugby Podcast uh, on the Facebook. <laughs> I'm such a technophobe, I suck. <laughs> Saracens, big news about Saracens. Huge. They've been fined 5.3, I think, million. 5.3. Might be 5.6, oh but what's Give or take, 0.6 eh? million between friends for paying, I think, eight players over the salary cap. 
Oh, really? I heard um, Billy Vonopola's name. Yeah, Mark Vonopola's name. Yeah. Farrell's name. Yes. So, you know, and they've been deducted 35 points. 35. 35. So they're going to get relegated. If they win every game, <laughs> there is a chance. I mean, I don't actually, I think there is a chance that they could if another team does really badly and they win. Yeah, but how many German. teams get relegated? Great question. I think it's just one, is mate. It's just one. I think it's just one. Gosh. I think it literally is one. So that yeah, they are looking down the barrel. I mean, how does a club recover from five point three million? How does it recover from thirty five points? Well we'll find out, won't we? Because yeah. they are the best club in England, but they've been the best club because they've been cheating. Moving on quite swiftly, we are firstly gonna go over the final. Tobes, over to you. Oh, <laughs> Oh my god, I was so happy. <laughs> so oh, happy. No, I wasn't I, no. I wasn't so happy, but I was I would have preferred a, a better game. It wasn't what I we thought, were expecting. It, what, no, not at all. I picked England to win by twenty points. Yeah, I, I sorry mean, to I, all our South African listeners. I but, but I, yeah. I I mean I, I picked, picked it. I picked England by two tries. I picked South Africa not to score a try. Yeah. And it was actually completely the other, it way, was around. The other way around. Well, South Africa won by twenty points. Yeah. Um, deservedly so though and I put down here no scrum no win and it's as simple as that I mean I've never seen well I I can't remember I've never seen an England side get dominated like that in the scrum I'm going to go further and say I've not seen a tier one team if you take maybe Italy out I've not seen a tier one team even Italy though get dominated in a scrum like that over another tier one side yeah England I mean, some of the tier two teams weren't getting dominated like that no. in this World Cup. Yeah. It was just bizarre, wasn't it? I, I mean, know. New Zealand didn't get dominated by South Africa in the scrum. No. but And then England dominated New Zealand in yeah. the scrum. Well, not not like South not Africa like dominated. No, no. But can I just say, South Africa pulled her England, didn't they? So England obviously didn't play very well, but South Africa forced them to that. Oh, and uh, England forced New Zealand to do that in the semi-final. On reflection on the semi-final, and obviously England does definitely deserve to win that. Yeah, oh, no, 100%. You know, um, 100%, yeah. I think I sent you a text tonight at half-time saying, I, I can't see us coming back because we just no, hadn't yeah. played any rugby and yeah. England had played all the rugby. It was very, very similar. You know, South Africa played all the rugby. They played a, almost a perfect game plan. I would almost say that, yeah. And England off the back of the scrum, got nervous, I think, and were chucking balls. They were knocking balls on. They were throwing them out. Uh, yeah. It was um, one kicking of those displays. pretty poorly too, actually. I put Safka applied real pressure. Big kicker. Pollard was fantastic in this match. Not oh. just kicking off the tee. He was fantastic kicking in hand and controlling the game. England did not seem to have a game plan. And I kind of think England's game plan was to, to muscle them up front and prove that they are a team that can't get bullied. You can't do that against South Africa, can they you? They played into South Africa's hands oh, a little bit. Easy. Um, two great tries by South Africa. The bus was late for England. And that was really interesting to me because yeah, why was Eddie Jones' that? preparation is absolutely, you know, the best out of any coach in yeah, the world. Yeah, but I'm sorry. If you're a professional team or athlete and the bus is a little bit late. Half an hour, mate. That's not that much though, is it? <clears throat> I think it's massive. Do you think so? I think you're nervous going into a game, but I don't I think, think I don't think it would have made that much of a difference. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. But I'm just surprised. I almost think he did it on purpose. Now this is like completely. That's but, conspiracy, mate. Potentially, England. Eddie Jones was like, "Right, well, I'm going to make the bus late, so I get all the nerves out of the players." But 
I don't know. It's just seemed very, very odd in a World Cup final. Your bus is late. Yeah. I mean, that's almost like schoolboy rugby. I know, that's what I mean. But you know schoolboy rugby, you turn up late, you are on the hop. Yeah. You feel everything is out. You know, the key to performing is preparation and getting that preparation wrong. Maybe it was another South African trick, you know? You know, the 95 World Cup. 95 World Cup. Put a bit of poison in that uh, in that stew. <laughs> Let's go and slash the boys' tyres. <laughs> um, no, uh, they, they thoroughly deserved it, mate. Yeah, but it was a bit like the 2007 World Cup final. I think the difference between that one and this one was that South Africa went into that final that as under, as underdogs, and they went into the 2007 oh, as huge, huge favourites. Yeah, in fact, they beat in England in the pool round by 36 points. So. I think it might have been 36-12 or something like that. Right. So they dominated them. And then it was a very, very tight game. Will Eddie stay? Yeah. For how long? Another four years? Imagine Ooh, working with Eddie Jones for another four I'm years. I'm not sure it'll be if four years. If you've watched that Bright Miracle movie, you'll understand that working with Eddie Jones for hard four work. years is hard work. Um, actually, you know what? I don't think he'll stay on. <laughs> you just changed. Yeah, I've, I've done an absolute <laughs> U-turn on you. Where will he go? He'll take a year out, and then he'll go to Argentina. Because you know the Aussies are, are are saying you know he's the Messiah and he's he's the man. He might go back to Australia. Nah, nah. Because the, the uh, Razzle Dazzler actually, I've got to give Razzle Dazzler the credit. I read his email, and he was saying that um, that was really sore when he left Australia the first time. He was blamed for a lot of things about Australian rugby until like last year they were still blaming him. Maybe his ego may bring him back. There, but I don't think it'll be his first place on the list. He's getting paid huge money to stay at England. Maybe he might milk it, but I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to no. milk it. No, will he go? Will he go to I don't know somewhere like the US of A? Yeah, or, yeah. Back to Japan, Japan must be mentioned. You know, a lot of money in Japan. He's a hero in Japan, obviously. So, this is an interesting question. Will this be? 07 for England. What I mean by 07 is New Zealand got knocked out in 07 by France. In the quarterfinals, mate. They were like, right, I'm, I'm, that's not going to happen to us again. Yeah. They've got a young enough group of players for that to potentially be their 07. And then nah. on the flip side of the coin, will this be South Africa's 07? Will they be able to go on and win two, three in a row? I would say not, and the only reason why I'm saying that is, is they've got an interesting issue with Super Rugby and their players going overseas. Yeah, they do, don't and they? And I actually think them winning this World Cup was, you know, I think everyone's heard me say I didn't think they were that good. They proved me massively wrong in that final. They proved that a team that absolutely destroyed New Zealand a week before, they literally stopped them from playing. Yeah, And... First game of the World Cup was a tight game that could have gone either way. I know New Zealand ended up winning by 10, but it could have been the other way as well. So, South Africa, awesome two tries. Muscled it up in the, in the front. Thoroughly deserved the oh, win. Definitely, and, definitely. And possibly saved us a whole load of stick for a four for years. For four years, yeah. But Thanks, I, I, I would have actually, I, I do kind of feel that England were the best team in the competition. Got to uh, the, win that final, though, Until the final. Third and fourth playoff. Bit of a dead rubber. Great game of rugby, though, from a neutral point of view. Yeah. Or, or, or for a third and fourth playoff, it was great to see. I mean, Wales were, had no team. No. Well, they just went young, didn't they? You know the kid that brings on the oranges? He was he, in he the was front playing. row. He was in the front <laughs> row, mate. 
backing down. So I don't think it's a real good reflection. I mean, I felt sorry for Warren Gatlin being his last game, having to put out a team of that strength that against the, the, the ABs. I thought the ABs played really well first half. At times, they still had glimpses of, ooh, yeah. that wasn't that good. Oh, yeah, no, but also on the flip side of the oh, coin. Yeah, that's what I mean. They had glimpses of it, but then on the flip yeah. side, they had glimpses yeah, of, yeah. geez, they're, they're the All Blacks of old. The interesting thing here was this All Blacks team that they put out, if you rewound the clock a year, that was their best All Blacks team. This All Blacks team they put out does not resemble the team that played no. England. No. So did the coaching staff get the semi-finals team wrong? Yes. I think in hindsight, you could easily say that, couldn't you? Ben Smith Hindsight's played fantastic. So did Sonny, Sonny Bill. Bill played fantastic. Ryan Crotty played fantastic. But hindsight's an yeah. easy thing, isn't and it? And I don't think any of those guys really put their hands up going into that semi-final to say, you've got to pick me. I've only got a year left, and, and I, I, you're going to have to play because I'm so much better than anyone else. Yeah. Wales and ABs moving forward. What do you think for Wales moving forward? Obviously... Pivot's now coming in. Gatlin's going. Uh, New Zealand, they're going to have a new coach coming in. When do we find out? Yeah, I think it's sort of December-ish. Right, so it's still a while away. So what do you think about them moving forward? I think Wales will be okay. They've got a lot of younger guys. I mean, there's a few older blokes, like Alan Wynne-Jones. He'll be greatly missed. Two, two years, mate. He's got two years left on his contract, and he's going to stay. He's going to become the most capped player. That's huge. Yeah, huge, isn't it? They've got a good squad for a while. Yeah. I'm not sure how, how old Parks is. You know, Lee Halfpenny's probably getting on. But they've still yeah. got the makings of a very good side. I think George North is on the way out as well. Didn't play that great, did he, in this World Cup? For someone no. who's dominated that position. Yeah, but yeah, he has dominated the position. But I think his body's just letting him down now. He's had a few hamstring problems. Concussions as concussions well. Concussions as well. The re- most recent one is a hamstring again. Yeah. So I just I just don't think I'm just worried about I think the he'll fact, be on the know, way out. But Gatlin's done a great job. Yeah. He's going. Yes. So it really will mean can they back that up? And if it doesn't work, they can quickly go downhill. A B's moving forward. I'm excited for the A B's. There's been a number of those players who have been holding on for a while. Yeah. You know, Sonny Bell, Kieran, Kieran Reed. Reed. Those are you probably the, your big two. Yeah. And actually, them moving on now might be open up the chance for the Lamapes of the world, yeah. for Yuani, the big boy Yuani, to actually oh. really stamp his mark and say, "You got to pick me at eight. Do you think he would have been good in this World Cup? He would, yeah, I think he would have been. But you can't knock Steve Hansen for not picking him. Oh no, 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 no. But, but yeah, I he think, would have been fantastic. Yeah, I know. And actually, we really needed him. Although I thought Reed played fantastic in, in the third and fourth. As best game he played. For All quite tournament. a long time, so yeah. fair play to him. Anywhere, any, anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> anyway, up oh. next, we're going to go over our listeners' questions, Tobe. All righty. And we've got, I think we've got four. Rich four. pickings. Rich pickings. Gosh, mate. we're so popular. Righto, so our first question, Damien, is from... Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. Richard. Richard, Richard uh, Simmons. From Dorset. That was my line. Oh, sorry. So it's from Dorset. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is he from Dorset? <laughs> yeah. So his... Qu- oh, actually... I'll, oh, shall I read the whole message? Because it's quite nice. Message, yeah. Hi, guys. Just wanted to say a massive thank you <clears throat> for your wonderful podcast. 
which you put out each week. Wonderful podcast. Yeah, nice That's guy. Nice, isn't it? nice Rich, guy. Cheers, how Richard. Much, how much cheers, you pay him? Cheers, Dick. <laughs> cheers, Richard. <laughs> you can't say yeah. that. <laughs> so I Richard. would hate to be called Richard just for that. <laughs> Big Dick. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> hey. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, was the fact that South Africa won the World Cup final bigger and more important than any other team? I think he's alluding to the fact that South Africa got so many problems in their yes. country yeah. that they really do need to unite. I watched a video uh, about a guy driving down a very expensive road in Pretoria Right. That is now filled with sort of third world camps. Really? So you've taken a, an economy that was very strong a few years ago and is now on its knees. Being depleted. Mm. Yeah, it was. You know, you kind of feel it's like a 95. And although yeah. massively gutted that New Zealand lost that World Cup, South Africa needed that. I think that was probably much a, a much more bigger win because of the fact that you know Mandela came out wearing his wearing Francois Pinar's top it really did bring a country together and yeah. interesting enough that when Francois Pinar walks anywhere in South Africa and um, any anyone sees him from the black community they actually say captain really they say uh, that, yeah captain still call him captain wow. rather than Francois or Mr Pinar that's quite massive think what is going to happen for Khaleesi who yeah. has come from very humble beginnings. He has, yeah. And has done an awesome job. Has done an awesome job. And I think anyone that's possibly questioned the quota system in South Africa oh. and saying it's been thing a bad you, thing. You look no, at most oh of their my. good players now. Yeah, are the, are the black guys. Yeah. You know, wow. they're, they're 13, uh, both wings, yeah. Khaleesi, the, the Beast. beast. I mean, he was he was awesome in the final. He was as well. fantastic, wasn't he? And there's a couple of other props as well. Yeah. That are, so you know, th- it's the been hooker sh- as well. Yeah. And you know, yeah. hooker Malcolm Marks couldn't even get a start. I know. Could yeah. he? I mean, how how good is that? I mean, he came Malcolm on Marks? reasonably early in the final, but yeah, awesome. Oh what God. what a bench to have, oh. and that's maybe where they really yeah. won it. You know, they brought on their second front row. You know, as it kits off, yeah, and, and I was the, and I was thinking, and this was at a scrum as well, yeah, and they absolutely <laughs> killed them. But like, when they brought them on, I was like, "What are you doing? You're yeah. absolutely dominating England. Do not change anything." No, but he had the guts to do it, and they, and they both played forty minutes. Yeah, you know that that might be where teams potentially need to go and say, "Actually, we're going to not play our props sixty and twenty. We're going to play forty, 40 and 40. forty. You know, and they can flog forward. themselves. So, yeah, for me, it was a massive win for this yeah. South Africa, for the country. And, you know, seeing Brian Habana t- crying on TV because yeah. he knew what it meant for the kids at home, for not not just just the whole country, people being together and celebrating something that they can all be part of. That was pretty awesome. I'm glad it wasn't us again that had to to take it on the chin. Because I think 2007, again, was a great win, but things were pretty stable then. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't as big, was it? Yeah. Next question. Toby and Damien. Damien spelt wrong. Do you Toby's know that? first, which is good. Toby's yes, first. I've seen that, yeah. Damien spelt with an A. <coughs> Not impressed. 
Not in Bristol. <laughs> Colin Butcher from Teddington, London. Teddington. Teddington. That's not a place. He's posh, eh? That's not a place, is it? Teddington's very posh. Is it really? Yeah, very, very posh. Colin, send uh, me something. Uh, hello, Colin. <laughs> a cup of tea, please, I, mate. I'd, I'd happily stay in your mansion. <laughs> Really enjoy your podcast, so thanks for making it. Over this World Cup, we've seen some wonderful performances by a lot of Tier 2 sides. Yeah. How would you go about introducing Tier 2 teams into Tier 1 tournaments? It seems crazy that Japan, Fiji, Tonga and Samoa don't get regular games, not to mention the USA and Canada who could be powerhouses of the future if they were given the chance. USA and Canada could definitely be powerhouses. USA, I think. I, I, well, their new Major League Rugby. Ma'anonu's going there, did you know? Yeah, Ma'anonu. Um, the big fella from France. What's his name? Oh, uh, Bastro. Bastro or whatever. They just got the big boys, eh? I think more will go as yeah. well. You know, but you've got to be like at the end of your career. Yes. You know, when they go to France, they're near yeah. the end of their career. <laughs> and then and they, they go to the US <laughs> and they're right at the end. Some people have said, you, you actually mentioned Eddie Jones going there. Potentially, yeah. yeah. So it really matters about whether that takes off yeah. in the in the USA, which if it does, they've got to do something about it. But we're not answering his question. No. Um, it's. I think with the likes of Japan now, I think it will be easier for them to get regular games against Tier One countries. I mean, they are now Tier One, aren't they? No. Have they not been categorised as Tier One no, nation? You, you, you're only categorised as Tier One. If you oh, are in yeah. the Six Nations or, or in the, the rugby, rugby championship. championship. So I have heard that they may be being invited to join the Six Nations, but I think that's a massive load of rubbish. The Six Nations are well known yeah. for keeping closed doors, yeah. closed ranks. They're could the reason we, could why. Could we put them in the rugby championship? I would love to see them that in the would rugby be great, And would it would it? make a lot more sense to put them in the rugby championship. They already play in the Super Rugby competition. Yeah, that's, well. Well, yeah. No, too <laughs> soon, mate, too soon. <laughs> But I think that I think they need to be in there. Oh, you know, absolutely. the more that tier two countries play in a tier one competition, the better they get, and I, that's the only way they're really going to improve. I well, there has been the idea of the of the Champions League or the Champions Cup. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to go one further. Um, Ollie Mantle, a good friend of mine, had said a great idea. He said that in the World Cup, what should happen is there should be the top eight teams. Uh, mate, I've already told you that. I've already said this Have to you. you? Yeah. There's oh, a cup final and a plate final. Yeah, they do it perfect. in the sevens. Yeah, absolutely. That's what should happen. Yeah. And then the top four teams from the the plate competition yeah. will make it into the Champions Cup. Yeah. And maybe that could be played every two years. You know, if everyone wants to keep their six nations and, and whatever, they can still do that. And rather than having a World Cup, you could have... The best, maybe even 10, I'd say 12 teams, mate. I'd say the best 12 teams in the world going through every every four years and playing in a much more condensed, quicker, maybe even shorter games. Maybe you play them rather than 80-minute games, you play 60-minute games. Don't like it. Maybe just go rugby X. No, do not <laughs> rugby X. But you've got to do something, Yeah, you? you've got to do something to help out those those tier two countries. And let's be honest, world rugby make more money. Another another yeah. competition, you know, all you you would sell out, wouldn't you? You'd sell out the plate competitions as well. Oh, I agree. So there'd be more games for people to go and see. Yes, they'd make more money. Yeah, it gives teams more opportunity to play more games of rugby against the big boys, and then you naturally get the best twelve teams. Yeah, winning out. 
But then that rugby cup, whatever you were saying, rugby, whatever, is that just like the Rugby World Cup? No, so that would be played every year. So it's a competition yeah, but then played. Would the Rugby World Cup become? It wouldn't become as prestigious. No, you just have yeah you no know, yeah yeah you've got a real good point eh you've got a real good it's point a and tough often one to and balance. often you don't so I have to give you this <laughs> this is the, this is a very rare for you you've actually made a couple of good points tonight thank you but I think may <laughs> which yeah very rare gosh you've <laughs> lost you've lost me for words um, no but I think yeah I just think that. The tier two, those especially the you know the likes of Japan, Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, USA, all those ones, they need to be weaned into the tier one competitions. I think the the other way you do it is you have tier one competitions. And you might invite a Japan in or a. V- I think you've got to get Fiji in there. You've got to get Samoa in there. You've got to get Fiji Tonga were in there. disappointing in this World Cup. Samoa were pretty disappointing Fiji as well. Fiji were not disappointing. Yeah. Fiji were fantastic in this World Cup, and they actually, for the first time, yeah. have shown, have shown, they almost beat Australia, and then they backed it up and almost beat Wales. Now, arguably, there's a little bit of a banana skin in there <laughs> against was it Uruguay? Yes. But other than that, they had a great World Cup, and they really showed that I think any of the big teams would have been worried about playing a Fiji, just like any of the big teams would have been worried about playing Japan. Okay, well, maybe if they had had two years or three years running into the World Cup correct, of playing consistent Tier 1 countries, maybe yeah. it would have been a different story. Maybe Australia and Wales would have been beaten. Yeah. So, you know, we would, do would need you, to... Would you agree that possibly every two years, we kind of need something anyway? I would you just get the best 12 teams and play them in that I competition? like the idea of it. Yeah. But I I think it'll take the whole sting out of the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, I suppose. Damn it. We just need something else in there. You what, know? We, what we possibly need is we need some... You need to have the ability to get into the rugby championship you know, do we, or do we into have, the Six Nations. Do we have every two years a Northern Hemisphere Championship and a Southern Hemisphere Championship? And then the... The winner of and that, and then the winner of that, go on and play a hemisphere final. Yeah, maybe, or you know, the likes of even say, even getting that club world club championship game going would go a long way to bringing people together because we have these autumn internationals and it never really works. They're always at the end of a season, always or the start at the end of a season, season. always start a season, and it never really works. So trying to get something, it's it's great when. England comes over to New Zealand every like twelve years and they play tests. three games, yeah. and that doesn't doesn't seem to happen anymore. No. And New Zealand doesn't go to England and play three. It's games It's always a one off, isn't it? You know, yeah. England, Italy, Ireland, or something like that. Yeah, you've got to do something though to get these tier one teams playing against tier two teams I like far the, more often. I like the idea of the southern and northern hemisphere. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Who would be, would would Japan be in the Southern be, Hemisphere? No, they'll be in the Northern Hemisphere. Japan are in the Northern Hemisphere. So really, it would only be Argentina. Oh, and I suppose no, you've got Samoa, you've got Fiji. Samoa, Fiji, Tonga. You've got um, Uruguay. Yeah, that's a good Paraguay, shot. if they yeah, want to play. Brazil, potentially. we pay you the big bucks here at the Super Rugby Podcast. Yeah, 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 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go and read over the last question? Oh, here we go. Thanks for the podcast, fellas. Really enjoy your humour and insight. My humour, you mean. 
my insight mean? Here goes my question for you. <laughs> this is by Sam McDonald, by the way, Ronald McDonald's son. <laughs> As good, eh? <laughs> oh, yes. Humour. See? Humour. Um, well, I'll, I'll, answer, I'll answer the question and give you the insight. <laughs> Early in the competition, we saw lots of red and yellow cards being handed out. We did. And we thought there were going to be a lot more, didn't we? I thought all the colours of the rainbow were going to come out with uh, Garcia in the final, but he didn't. No, no, nothing. Uh, Why do you think that the number of red and yellow cards completely fell off in the knockout stages? Do you know what I reckon? I reckon World Rugby got all the referees, they sat them down in chairs all around the room and said... Sorry, guys, we've got it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we don't want red and yellow cards in the in the quarters, semis, and finals. It ruins the game. Um, I also think teams got better. Yeah, definitely, definitely, teams got better. Hundred percent. You know, um, none of the. Oh, to be fair, Ireland got a red card, didn't they? No, Ireland didn't get a red card. Uh, France. Yeah. France no, Ireland got a red card, but in the pool stages. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, France got the red card in the quarterfinals, which killed them. Yeah, but it definitely was a red card, wasn't oh, it? Without question. No. In any game, yeah. that would have been a red card. Oh, yeah, I agree. I genuinely feel that, yeah, the players got used to it, but I do think that the referees were told in certain areas of the game not to read into the letter of the law. And what I'm talking about is in and around rucks, whereas before they were lambasting uh, players for head-high shots in those areas, they literally turned a blind eye to that area. And purely down to the fact that players are leading with their heads and there's no way of tackling them. How else are you supposed to tackle them? Come on from the the side? Yeah, exactly. Let them run past you, then tackle them? I think obviously someone sort of said, well, listen, in those environments... We're not going to be a bit more lenient, don't you? Way more lenient. And there was there was a load of load and load and low I saw on TV that I thought in the earlier rounds that would have been a yellow card, yeah, if not a red card, yeah. And they were just sort of turning a blind eye. They weren't going back. the The TMOs weren't looking at those areas. No. Um, And definitely, there was a lot of tackles with no arms in and around the area. They didn't pick any of those up as well. But you also they were every earlier. now and then you heard the referee going, "I'm happy with that." Yeah, and there was n- nothing else said about it. No, no. Definitely, they were sat down and told, "We don't want you. Got to be careful. We're going to kill this World Cup if we keep going the way we're going." Yeah, the players did get better. So, Sam, that's our point of view on the matter. But talking about the referees, I would say, and I will eat my words. Thought Jerome did a good job in the final. He was consistently not that great for both teams. That's all you can ask from a referee. Yes, I agree. Consistent. Just be consistent. Be consistently bad. <laughs> Word of the night. Consistent. I don't think the English supporters were that pleased no, with him. No. And he is whistle happy. And he was whistle happy, but yeah. he was only whistle happy in certain areas of the game. The scrum, unfortunately, for England being one of them. Yeah, true. He wasn't very whistle happy on the offside line. I thought South Africa may have been offside but a bit. But he was a bit inconsistent with the holding on. Sometimes there was, you know, two oh, seconds, yeah, bang, penalty. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, five right. seconds later, no, release now. And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah. Up next is the news. And we've got some massive news to talk over the World Cup and over this week. Johnny Sexton's World Cup dream not over yet. That's our first one on the list. 34 years of age yeah, is now. He's, he's an old boy. 38. I think you can go on. Spritz. 
someone spritz in the South African team. Yeah. Hooker. Reserve hooker. Yeah, fantastic. 38. Yeah, but mm, hooker, again. 38. Hooker's another position where you can kind of go on for a bit longer. Yeah. Fly off, definitely. I mean, we're talking about um, Smith. Aaron Smith said he would like to go for another World Cup. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? So he said if you can... I mean, TJ Perinara is only 26, 27. Guy looks older than that, doesn't yeah, he? he does, yeah, but... He's not he bad benchman. He, he won't want Aaron Smith to go on for another World Cup, will he? He's not bad benchman, though. <laughs> Good benchman. Good, mind you. I, I think he and might I have struggle. Seen, I have seen an interview with him, and he's—I think it was his father said, you know, you might not be the best all-black yeah, starting yeah. halfback, but be the but best, be room, the best, best sub in the world. And yeah. he has, and you he know, has, he's yeah. come on and he's been fantastic. Anyway, I'm, hey, I'm, we're not <laughs> talking about the All Blacks. I'm going to say it completely comes because he's injured all the time at the moment. Yeah, he won't make it, mate. You don't think he'll nah, make it? No. Nah. His World Cup is over then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah, for me. <laughs> Bowden Barrett backing Ian Forster for the All Blacks job. That's massive call, isn't it? That adds Big. a lot of weight. It adds a lot of weight to him getting the job when one of your biggest players is backing him. I think, to be fair, can Bowden Barrett not back him? If he was asked a question, can he not back him? Can he say, oh, I don't really want to be involved in that discussion. Yeah, but then you read down here, Karen Reid, however, managed to swerve the uh, question on the coach, on the yeah, next coach, that, saying, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, but the reason why Karen Reid is not answering that question is because he's a crusader, and he knows Scott Robinson's going to go for it, so he doesn't want to put himself in a position where he's backing one over favorites, the other. Favourites, no favourites. That's right. Mm. So that's, I think that's the reason why. But Smart man. Let's say he wasn't a crusader. I'm sure yeah. he would have to back Forster. He would feel he had to back him because, one, Forster's in the team in at the moment. Yeah. If he doesn't back him, he might lose his place. He's, he's not he's, yeah, he's not, not going to be there. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. So do I think it's a big thing? Yeah, I do. I actually think the key to whoever's going to get the All Blacks job is uh, who they're assistant coaches are and Tony Brown has been dubbed the new generation Wayne Smith Tony Brown with his hat I just want him for the hat eh? that's quality <laughs> do you know what if he gets the hat if he gets the hat New Zealand no if he, uh, if he gets the job so many New Zealanders are going to buy the hat as well all I've got to say is I reckon if he gets the job the All Blacks will have matching hats <laughs> do you know what I mean like all <laughs> the players will be wearing those hats He's massive, and, and he's really... Who's his team? Well, he's, got, he's going to Otago. Right. He's going to the Highlanders. That's, oh, he's going that's to the Highlanders. That's super rugby contract with the Highlanders, so he's going back to New Zealand. Yeah, he's going where it all began. I believe that Ian Forster has tapped him up to say, would you be my assistant coach if I right. made the All Blacks job? How do you so know So has Scott Robinson. They've both apparently tapped him up. Imagine Scott Robinson and, and Tony, Tony Brown. Brown. <sighs> That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? That'd be fantastic. They'll be young and they'll be in it for a while. Whoever gets him, I think, will have a huge advantage over the other. But my, I just really feel quite strongly that Ian Forster I think shouldn't get it. get it. I think he will, though. That's the problem with some of these New Zealand teams sometimes. Just goes to the next cab off the rank, doesn't it? Well, they if feel, you think about last they, time. Yeah, they feel it worked with Hanson. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I don't know Ian Forster. I don't know much about him, but I do know... I've never met him, mate. But I do know that... I've never met him. (laughs) Wayne Smith did a great job, and then he replaced Wayne Smith. And in my opinion, I think the performances have dropped off a little bit since Wayne Smith's left. Arguably, is that because Wayne Smith is amazing, and therefore, 
anyone coming in was going to struggle. I don't know, but very interesting. Next one up, mate, is Augustine, is it P-Shot? P-Shot, yeah. yeah he has not given up on his champions, um, nation's, nation's champions champion idea, idea, which we've spoken about already. And so he, he's the he's the big dog and it's he, of world rugby, isn't he? And he said that he's basically said the Six Nation boys need to need to back it because that, that's, that's who didn't back it last time. I think he's got every right. This World Cup has highlighted that this competition must go ahead. Bill Beaumont <clears throat> has said we all must back this competition, mate. I tell you what, Augustine needs to give me a call. Okay, Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere. That's where it's at. That's the Do new you know thing. What? He needs to give me a shout as well because he needs, no, he needs to be to thinking tell you to about bugger off. the review system. For he, needs to, <laughs> he needs to tell you to bugger off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think he's absolutely right. He, he doesn't. He shouldn't give up on that that dream. Razzy Erasmus nearly quitting the Springboks job last year. Did you know, Tobois? Did you know? Nay. That if they had lost against New Zealand and Wellington, he was he was going to give up. He's never lost three games in a row as a coach, and he. Basically made his mind up. If they lost that game, he was going to give up. Did they win it? I think they won it. Yeah, because we were discussing it, but the draw was this year, so last year. Yeah, they won won it. it, They won it. So it was a massive turnaround. That was the moment that he thought, right, well, if we can improve by that much, maybe we can go on. And they went on to have a huge winning run after that. A a good question would be, how many... No, have the All Blacks ever won... Lost, sorry, lost three in a row. Have they ever lost three games yeah. in a row? That is a that is a great question that yeah. I do not know the answer no, to. I can't I. remember ever. Tane Randall's generation may have uh, lost three in a row, mate. They were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they were terrible. Uh, they actually they weren't that bad a team. Tane but they just Randall. they lost all the close <clears throat> matches. It was really tough being an All Black supporter back then. The last one, Japan lined up for shock Six Nations invite. Any truth to that? Are they... I wouldn't have a clue, mate. Um, Are they going to replace Italy? Italy are useless, eh? Italy aren't great. (laughs) The only thing going for Italy is they're close. I mean, that's the big problem with Japan is where would they play? You couldn't expect the teams to go over and play in Japan. It's such a miles away for them. You know, it's huge travel for them. No, they they just go over the North Pole, mate. So you know, it's a it's, so you know maybe they'd have to play in a kind of neutral ground if they wanted to play. And I don't know Moscow. I mean, I suppose to be fair, in the Six Nations, they have two weeks on, one week off, don't they? Two yeah. weeks on, one week off. So it might work out for them. I would like to see Japan playing in the Rugby Championship. That would make a lot more sense. Six, I'd, I'd like six to see there, a, um, teams. a Northern Hemisphere and a Southern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep going on about you it. You should do, mate. You it's quite. Do. do you think it's quite good? It's a great idea. Yeah. I have to give it to you. It's a great idea. Cheers. Cheers. And obviously there is the Saracens that just come out. We've, we've yeah. not got all the details on it, but they, they're in dire straits at the moment as well, which is a massive shock for premiership rugby and professional rugby in this country. You know, but also the kids, the guys coming home from Japan are going to be like, they've, they've come into an absolute bombshell. Do you know what makes me not laugh, but... Those players must have known they were getting paid too much, you know? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, really, they are complicit in cheating. They know the salary cap. They know what they do. Sh- they, of course, they know this. Mind you, I suppose they don't know that 
obviously if they get paid be the lawyers amount, and the accountants all... and stuff won't it but surely they can look around and work it out you know yeah but they also don't ask Billy o or Bob over there how much he's getting paid oh hey bro yeah, how much are you getting paid and you hear that, yeah. that guy must be 60, like nothing 60 grand <laughs> you go and Billy Bonaparte, yeah, I'm on three million. <laughs> you go over to like the the second choice nine. How much are you on? I, I get a fiver a week. <laughs> <laughs> Try bonus as well, though. <laughs> That's the news. Yeah. Up next, what have we got? Oh, Tobes? we've got our quiz. Thanks. To, you've got some questions from yeah. Razzle Tazzle. Yeah. I've actually got all the unique questions. So oh. I've done my own. Village. I haven't. I have. I've got one from Gaza, though. <laughs> Gary Pickering. Gary Pickering, yeah. Excellent. Gazza, bazza, wazza. What a team effort. I know. Excellent. Anyway, that's coming up next. Right. I'm going to go first. Right, so I'm going to keep score because you always try and cheat me out of points. No. The amount of times you've gone, what's one or what's one? I'm like, it's 3 1. <laughs> anyway, you've so got five. Have you got five questions? I've got. I've got six. All right. Well, I, I might have to make some up. As we <laughs> How many do you have? I think I've got five. Oh, yeah. It's yes, I've right. got five. Okay, I don't know. Well, do I have five? I think I've got five. One, two, three. Yes, five. Okay. Well, I this can one count. can be like just a fun one. Right. So, Gazabazawaza says... Is this a real one or is this a fun one? I just want to clarify this, this is, for the right. This is, a, this is a fun one. No, this would be the real one. You've got to do the first five and then the other ones can be fun. Tiebreakers. God, I don't know. Nah, six. You're just going to have to make one up. Oh, okay. Okay, his his question is, in which all-black game did the Japanese kids that run out with the teams not sing our national anthem? What a terrible, terrible question. Hey, you know, to be honest, you. this sounds awful, but do you listen to our national anthem or would you go and make a cup of tea? In a national anthem. Probably a cup of tea. Cup of tea. Yeah. Do you make it back for the haka? <laughs> yes. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> Which game? Yes. This World Cup. Yep. Have I got some... Have I got some... Uh, no, this is this is just the fun one oh, at the okay. start. This is just the fun one, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, at the start of the World Cup, they would have been on it. Right. But I reckon third and fourth playoff, they didn't care. So they did not... They did not... Sing for the third and fourth game for the last one, Wales. Wrong. Oh, yes. Come on. Okay, so he says, the kids sang at all our games except the semi-final. Hashtag omen. Ooh. Do you know, do you know what my wife said after the All Blacks did their haka? What? She, she turned around and she said, they don't look fired up for this game. And she's normally right. And she was. The last time she said that was when Australia beat New Zealand. So, there you go. Anyway, my first question, real one, because okay. I've only got five. <clears throat> Which country won the World Cup with the highest ever final point in the final? Point <laughs> I wasn't listening. Score. I wasn't listening. I got okay. sick of your voice for a <laughs> second there. Start again, Basically, start. I completely mucked it up anyway. <laughs> Which country won the World Cup with the highest ever final points score of 35? Was it Australia, A, B, New Zealand, C, South Africa, or D, England? Is that the winning margin? No, or it's the, the winning, winning score? score. I think it was New Zealand in 2015. Or were we close? I think we 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 sort of blew it out a little bit. I, I'm just going to go with New Zealand. The answer is Australia. Australia. 
Yes, Australia. And was that 91 I or actually, 99? I don't know, mate. No. Oh, I don't know. just not good <laughs> enough. I got the internet. Anyway, it's nil all. It's my first question to come. Go on, hit me. Okay. So these next ones are from the Razzler Dazzler. Excellent. Uh, so don't blame me. Okay, blame him. Um, which, no, sorry. He'll make these really difficult as well. I bet you he made these really difficult. Because he would have thought, I would like, I want to get Toby a win sometime yeah, this year. No, no, he's, he's, yes, maybe. <laughs> okay, so with 15 tries each, name the two players who have scored the most tries in their Rugby World Cup careers. Okay, so I... I you don't I, get any options. In the World Cup careers? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I do know that Joan Lomu and Brian Habana both scored the same amount of tries in one tournament. Okay. But I'm going to go and say that both Joan Lomu, he scored... I think Joan Lomu and Brian Habana. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Nice. I would have got that question right as well. Would you really? Yeah. <clears throat> Would you really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which country has scored the most drop goals in World Cup history? Okay. South Africa, I think. Okay. So these are your <laughs> options. Okay. Italy. Okay. Ireland. Okay. South Africa. <laughs> or England. I think it's South Africa. You're wrong. Oh, is it England? Yeah. 20, England. 21. How many? South Africa, 16. But oh. I know why. I know why. Because I honestly would have probably said South Africa too, although I am better than you, so I might have known the answer. Um, because South Africa went through that couple of World Cups yes. where they just kicked everything, didn't they? Yeah. But no, England. Remember Johnny Wilkinson and yeah. a whole host of drop-kicking Yuck. gods. Disgusting. Anyway, it's 1-0, mate. It is again. I'm that yes, score. Okay. One, yes. one to me, nil to you. Now, this one, this next one's pretty easy, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, which player has scored the most points in world in Rugby World Cup history? Uh, Gavin Hastings, Johnny Wilkinson, Daniel Carter, or Michael Lin, Linner? Linger? I, I don't know. I would have... I would have said Dan Carter, but I'm not going to because I think it's Johnny Wilkinson. I just have a funny feeling it's Johnny Wilkinson. Johnny Wilkinson had a really, really good World Cup one year. How many World Cups did he actually play in? Was it two? I think he played in three. Did he play in... And he just didn't miss any kicks, did he? Did he play in three? He played in... He definitely played in 2003. Yeah, 2003, 2007. I think he played one before that, didn't he? Did he play 99? I think he played 99 as like a no, as young a rooster. Young whippersnapper. Yeah. Was I correct? Yeah. Johnny yes. Wilkinson, um, 277. Yeah. Gavin Hastings, 227. Dan Carter. What's Dan Carter? Dan Carter was 191. And that Michael bloke was 195. <laughs> the Michael bloke. Yeah. Australian. Which country has the best win record, percentage win, in World Cup history? Is it A, New Zealand? Is it B, England? Is it C, Australia? Or is it D, South Africa? Best World Cup winning percentage. Now, what's interesting in this is this year, because there was a couple of teams 
who did not play and they drew their match. So that does officially go down as not a win. What do you mean? Well, they drew. drew. Oh, right. So it won't go down as a win. Yeah. Mm. So I'm just trying to go through the... Obviously, South Africa and New Zealand have won three. Yeah. So it's out of those two. England have been a lot of finals. England have yes, been a lot of finals. Think, if you think... But they've lost, they've lost them. 2015 didn't even make... The quarters. True, true yeah. So true. That, that pegs them right back. Okay. So you're saying they're out. So I'll, cro- I'll cross that one off, yeah? <laughs> Don't double bluff me, mate. <laughs> it's out of us in South Africa. Okay. We have never come lower than uh, quarterfinals. quarterfinals. Quarterfinals, yeah. South Africa. Yes. I'm going to say South Africa. You're wrong. <laughs> Damn it. New Zealand. 88% win ratio. Now, okay. you're pretty close. They have lost seven games in the World Cup history. New Zealand. Yeah. Um, South Africa has lost seven games also, but they've New Zealand have played more. Yes, because so they weren't even in 91. South Africa win in 91. That's right. So the 84%. Oh. 84%. Right, okay. So there you go, mate. So you're still on zero and I'm on two. Yes. Hit me. Um, who was the youngest player to score a try in Rugby World Cup history? James O'Connor. Ooh. John Olomu. Ooh. George North. Or Ooh. Jordan Patai. That's a really tough question, isn't it? John Olomu was very young and he definitely scored. James O'Connor, I think, was younger than him. James O'Connor was real young. He was, wasn't he? And who were the other two? George North and Jordan Patai? Patai? I don't know. So I'm not, I'm not going to say him, even though it could be him. I think he's the bloke who played this year. For Australia? For Australia, that real young one with the moustache. Did he score? Yeah. He, he's the one who we were like, yeah, he's yeah, good. Yeah, 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 Okay. I'm going to go Joan Lomu. I'm going to go Joan Lomu. I just have a funny feeling it might not be, but I'm going to go Joan Lomu. You're wrong. Damn, James O'Connor? No. Jordan Fatai? No. Oh. George North? Oh, really? 19 years and 166 days. <clears throat> what a, what a, well, he used to be a great player. I think he still yeah. is a good player. Swings right. and roundabouts. Here we go. Which country has scored the most tries in this year's World Cup? Is it A, Wales? Wales. Is it B, England? Is it C, New Zealand? Or is it D, South Africa? I'm trying to figure out the what, what each score was. Yeah, we don't take too long because this podcast so is we, one of four people to do, mate. <laughs> we, we thrashed everyone in the, uh, New Zealand. <coughs> I'm you, just going to go New Zealand. Stand in the dark. Bang. Right, so New Zealand. So it is New Zealand. It is New Zealand. It is New Zealand. Yes, yeah. I've got a point. <laughs> How many tries did we score? New Zealand have scored, um, oh, that's their history, sorry. I'll go down, i go down. New Zealand have scored 36, South Africa scored 33, England scored 22, and Wales 22. Oh, wow. So Australia, no, not, not great, no not way. a great World Cup. I know they got no. knocked out early, but even so. Wow. Go on, mate, hit me with my next question. How many? Is this the last question? No, nah, two more, mate, two more. Remember, you've got to think of one. Make it easy, though. Um, how many Rugby World Cup matches has Argentina won? 12, 16, 21, 
or 24? Oh, crikey. Oh, well, how many? Yeah. So it's either 21 or 24. That's what I kind of looking at that. What was the other one? 16. 16 or 12. Well, You've got to think about, like, they they've they got third in the 20... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2007. But they always lose a couple, don't they? They, they never top their group. Very rarely do they top their group. And normally there's only, what, four games. Very rarely. I don't think they ever have. Did they top their group when they got third? No. Don't think so. I'm going to say 21. Final answer? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You're right. <laughs> yes, that means I can't lose. Oh, <clears throat> brilliant. Fantastic. And normal quiz mode <laughs> resumes. <laughs> okay, oh, so man. this is your, uh, this is a very similar question, actually. This is the made up question. Okay. In fact, no, it's not. No, let's not do that. Let's, uh, okay, let's do that one. Let's do that one. Okay. Because it makes it a bit redundant. Uh, which country has scored the most points in this year's Rugby World Cup? New Zealand. You say New Zealand? Yes, I am. So it's out of South Africa? Okay. New Zealand, England, or Wales? Not Wales. England haven't scored enough tries. No, no. So it's out of, well, to be fair, maybe South Africa. Go on then, you're going to say South Africa? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know because they've played one more match than us. No, they haven't. Third and fourth. Oh, yeah, no, we did then. We won. We've, won? we've scored more points. Final answer? Yes. You're wrong. Oh, this is South Africa. <laughs> How many points did they score? 262 and we scored 250. They oh. absolutely dominated in the pool. We kind of presumed that we dominated in our pool. Yeah, but we did, didn't we? But we didn't dominate as much as them because they struggled against um, Japan. In reality, they scored a couple of late tries. Yeah. It was a tight game against Wales. Yeah. The final was... There, but it still wasn't a huge score. No, so you know, to be 16 uh, to be 12 points ahead of us, wow, unusual, unusual, as in when you think about it, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, my last question, wow, okay, because it doesn't matter, I don't need to ask you another one because I've won, (laughs) it's irrelevant. Um, which of these teams has never played to a draw in the rugby world cup in in a rugby world cup match, France, Canada? Argentina or Scotland? Draw. Yeah. France, Canada. So it never had a draw. France, Canada. Argentina or Scotland? Scotland. I'm going to say Argentina. Absolute stab in the dark. So France have had two draws. Yeah. Canada have had three. Ooh. Argentina have had none. Yes. And Scotland have had one. Yes, come on. Wow. I wonder I, how I many say, others have four. had a draw. I got four right. And they you, were pretty simple, really, though. And you've got one. Yeah, but I could have two. You could have two. Yeah. Do you want me to give you just one yeah, more? Yeah, yeah, go on then. Okay, in World Cup history, okay. which team has had the most penalties scored? So, kicks at goal. Okay, three-pointers. Okay. Not penalties conceded. Is it New Zealand, England, Australia... Or South Africa. Most kicks, three-pointers scored. Oh. It won't be New Zealand. Okay. It'll be out of England or South Africa. England or South Africa, okay. Am I right? I'm not going to tell you that. Well, that's rude. Uh, no, I, I will think... Tell you, I'll, t- I'll tell you that. It is out of 
South Africa and England. Okay. Do you know what, what I've just done? I've just played down if you get it right. <laughs> it's because I told you. <laughs> uh, England? You're going to say England? Yeah. Yeah, they've got 147. Yeah. Australia, 114. Oh, South Africa, 114. And New Zealand, 113. So England's well, we're by quite an close. absolute country We're quite miles. close to um, South Africa, though. Yeah. But you wouldn't have thought that, no. would you? You wouldn't have thought that. Anyway, that is the end of the quiz. Oh, and that I'm is the so end. glad. I'm so glad this is the end of the quiz. <laughs> and it's the end of this series of podcasts on yeah. the World Cup. It's been a real pleasure bringing it to you. Please, please write us a good review yes, if you've enjoyed it. I agree, it. please. And send stuff in. Send email. Stuff, email, yeah. Messages. Kit. <laughs> Come kids. on, Reza Dazzle. I'm waiting we, we for We waited it. all this time for a ticket to the World Cup final and Nothing. never came. I'm glad. How dare they? <laughs> I would have worn green. You know, Mr. Rugby World Cup, the guy that said the yes, ball signed. Yeah. He said the ball signed again, right, oh. by Khaleesi. He wow. went to the players, you know, the, the World really? Player of the Year thing. Yeah, he had Quality. photos taken. And I messaged him. Was he to, fan of the year? Fan, oh, I mean, yeah. he's fan of the year, isn't he? Yes. Fan of rugby, rugby World Cup. Yeah. Been to every Rugby World Cup final, got signed. Really? Yeah, he's been to every, he's got the he's got the player, the captain of every World Cup winning team to sign wow. his ball. quality. And he's continued that. How Khaleesi, old is he? He's not that old, mate. He's probably got a few more left in the way. Wow. I said to him, that ball must be worth a pretty penny now. And he was like, yeah. yeah. Someone tried to buy it off him. And he was like, Really? No. Be worth huge money, though. Oh, huge money. Huge money. I don't think. I think if he keeps going for, you know, until he, yeah. you know, carks it. It'll be worth, I don't it'll be f- worth more than the trophy itself, almost. <laughs> There's a nice trophy, They should, though, change, should change the trophy. Anyway, we won't keep you any longer. No, Hopefully right. you've enjoyed whatever you're doing right now. We will catch you in the future, not too distantly far I agree. Away. We, should do, we should do a little something-something. Well, we did say we're going to do a 5,000 download special. We're actually well over that. We're over 10,000 downloads yeah, now, uh, but keep that going. We're trying to get over 1,000 a week, and last week, not last week, the week before, we actually did that, Tobes. Did we? Yeah, we did that over How all our platforms. How you tell me? I did tell you. No, you didn't tell me. Village. But until our next podcast, it's been an absolute pleasure. It has. Thank you very much for listening. Number one, mate. Number one. Yes, I've missed it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.